on the line with us right now, and this is very special, we have Mr. Nicky Adio. Nicky, you're on the air. I'm here. How you doing? We're doing fantastic. Let me say hello to you and your audience. Thank you, thank you. And, Nikki, if you don't mind, I am going to introduce you by uh, reading a little bio so that everybody knows your background, and then we'll talk about it. That okay? So, uh, Bruce Springsteen says about Nikki in his autobiography that Nikki's the real deal with a falsetto that wet girls' panties and sends shivers up Satan's spine. Danny DeVito says he has the voice of an angel. Michael Uslin, the ex-producer of the Batman films, attended a concert at the Wonder Bar in Asbury Park, co-hosted by Springsteen. And Michael admitted there and on other occasions that Nikki was one of his favorite singers. And during Nikki's career, he was contacted by the Metropolitan Opera's assistant manager, Francis Robinson, to meet and discuss a future. But it wasn't always that way for Nikki. Nikki survived a perilous street life existence. He slept on every street in Asbury Park, sometimes in old cars that didn't run, trees, park benches, his girlfriend's closet, and under her bed, and sometimes he'd get a room in some cheap rooming house. One place had heat up to the second floor, but Nicky was on the third. When he couldn't afford the rent, he'd come and go via the fireplace. One time, after receiving a notice that the front desk wanted to see him, he gathered up his belongings and around 3 a.m. in the morning left by the fire escape. When he got to the bottom, there was a cop waiting there. The cop asked Nicky, what are you doing? The answer, I'm moving. The cop said, it's three o'clock in the morning. Nicky answered, we move while the landlord sleeps. The cop laughed so hard and told him to get the hell out of there and don't let me catch you on these streets again. He assured the cop that he wouldn't be caught on those streets again. Once, while dancing with a girl at a heart fund benefit, he was singing along with the record. She said, you sing nice. Nikki thought, wow, maybe I've got something here. He could charm the girls and also hustle some food now and then. Uh, sometimes he'd be accepted into the black churches and clubs on the west side of Asbury Park, where he'd sing some gospel tunes that he learned, and then receive some food. He was also taken in for a few nights here and there by some West Side families. He often stayed with drug addicts, pimps, prostitutes, and other creatures of the night, anywhere to keep warm. Often called the preacher for his strong anti-drug stance, he witnessed overdoses, people pimping off girlfriends, beatings, etc. He was shut out, shot out twice on two separate occasions and stabbed once, uh, obviously not fatally. The shots, luckily, of course, missed him. 
He was on his own late in his 15th year, and he experienced many of these things in the next year of his life. Too many experiences to talk about here, but we have Nikki with us to talk about some of that. So, Nikki. Yes. Tell us about your background, Asbury Park. You know, what What made Nikki the man? Well, I guess a lot of these experiences, I mean, you can live or die by them. You can make choices. You can take one path or another. And uh, I was fortunate enough to choose a path that got me out of that life. And I saw too many who didn't get out of it or couldn't get out of it. And uh, I consider myself very fortunate. Well, definitely. And... uh you so you were basically living on the streets, yes. and and that, that doesn't mean you're always on the street, uh, but most of the time, you know. Mm-hmm. And and uh, sometimes uh, you know you'll find some shelter. Like uh, I wrote, I have a series of vignettes. I wrote about it, and uh, one Christmas Eve, it must have been around. I, I don't know what year, sixty, sixty-one. Uh, this fellow John uh, had a. He had like a cafe, well, it was a cafe, in Asbury Park, and he was selling Christmas trees. And a lot of the people at that time in that area couldn't afford Christmas trees. So he said, on Christmas Eve, you can, you know, uh, you can sell them for a dollar a piece or 50 cents a piece or whatever. When those people came back on Christmas Eve with their children and everything, I just gave them the the, the trees because I was sure that he would mind. Then I slept, uh, I was going to sleep on the counter, actually. But it was too difficult, uh, you know. So I put on uh, White Christmas. I'll never forget it. White Christmas on the on the uh, jukebox, mm-hmm. and I put two chairs together, and uh, I, um, you know, lay down on the two chairs, put my jacket over me, and uh, I was in heaven. Wow, um, quite some experiences um, helping to mold the person that you are today, the man that you have become. Now, uh, you know, we've sp- we've spoken a lot, and uh, these days you're very much into humanitarianism and social issues, but we're going to get there. We're going to start with a little history and then move forward. So you were sort of discovered, or you dis- well, a girl discovered your voice, and then you took it from there, excuse me, <coughs> but how did you get quote-unquote discovered? Well, uh, yeah, that came a little later with the, with the girl, maybe a month later, but before that, when you're like uh, roaming the streets at night, especially late in your 15th year, you know, or mm-hmm. 16, you know, you try to find a place, and you're trying to find a place to um, to, to stay for the night, let's say. Um, and there were guys hanging out here and hanging out there, and there was this group of guys from Bradley Beach, New Jersey. And um, one, uh, one night, uh, I got in the car with them when we were driving along, and I was... I was singing, not really, just with the radio. I was just glad to be somewhere. And he and he he pulled in by a lake between 
thing without the uh, without the radio. I said, I said, no, I can't do that. And um, he said, come on, I think you got something, you know. And I'll never forget it. I sang Johnny and Joe's Warm, Soft, and Lovely. Of course, it's a duet, but mm-hmm. I, I sang about half of it. He he he, well, he kind of flipped out. And then subsequently, he took me to this place. I think that Saturday they picked me up and took me to this place in Lakewood called the Seven Stars uh, Ballroom. And he said, uh, go in and uh, you might like it. And he gave me like 50 cents in case I had to pay. Uh-huh. And the lady at the door let me in, actually. And I could hear this great music, you know, the music I had heard in Asbury Park, all this rhythm and blues, the heart tones, the heartbeats, all that. I thought I was in paradise, you know. <laughs> and uh, I, I um, uh, and eventually that at that same place, was where the heart dance was about a month later where the girl said, oh, my goodness, you know, so-and-so forth. Ah, okay. Yeah, but I wanted the guys to come in that night, though. They said, no, no, that's not our kind of place. That's for you. That's for you. So we went back home, and I was hooked. You know, I was hooked on the music, mm-hmm. and I was hooked on uh, on uh, maybe actually singing, you know. Yeah. Well, what, what great sounds back then, and... Uh, you know, the you had the ability to emulate those great groups and, um, you know, just such a gift. It's lucky that somebody said to you, hey, you can do this. Yeah, well, to be honest with you, I, uh, I didn't like... I, you know, even today, I don't know. I don't know what people hear. You know, mm-hmm. I certainly didn't like it back then, but I did it because I was able to sing for hamburgers sometimes and sing for food and so forth. You know, and um, and even in some of the uh, the uh, black churches on the west side of Asbury Park, uh, you know, a store would go out of business, and uh, two days later, a cross would go up, and there'd be a little church there. You know, and then they. They used to have these socials or teas, they called them. Mm-hmm. I was, I would always hang around there, and then they saw I was so skinny. I guess they let me come in, and I started singing the music that I heard there, like you know, uh, soul singers kind of stuff. Yeah, like, and some of his garment and all that stuff. And then they would always offer me something to eat afterward. You know, I would always refuse, and they would almost force me to eat because those lovely ladies knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. So, um, but th- that was kind of the um, the the genesis of the whole thing, you know. That you you begin you begin to get you know confidence, and um, then out of that, I was I don't know how this ever happened, but I wound up on Springwood Avenue, which was uh, this was the west side of Asbury Park, the primarily uh, black area, and. Um, I wound up singing with some of the guys from Lenny Welch's old group. Somebody told them about me, and I wound up in a hallway and um, with uh, uh, Ronald Coleman and Raymond Nolan, and uh, Joe Major was the bass, and they, they treated me so, so lovely you couldn't believe it, you know? And I remember the first time, if I may, singing up there, in fact, uh, of course, I was an oddity. They, the, the, the landings were were just filled with people, mm-hmm. and uh, they were they, they were doing just two kinds of people. And 
wine, and they said, here, take a shot of this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I really didn't drink, you know? Uh-huh. But I did, you know? And uh, I, I did, and then I, I hit that note, which, and I surprised myself, you know? So um, uh, that began uh, the idea of, of, of me actually uh, thinking I could sing, which I'm still not sure if I can. <laughs> well, uh, I, think, I think I can. Uh-huh. We know you can. <laughs> Um, and now, while all of this was going on, and you were still uh, living on the streets, and you got shot at and stabbed. Right. Yeah. Well, actually, the the uh, yeah one one uh, one of the uh, that came a little later. One of the um, uh, shootings. I was with two other guys. Uh-huh. Luckily, the shot miss, shots missed you. Well, yeah, and, and them too, you know. Um, but uh, and, and then there was one other time um, somewhere in Neptune, New Jersey. I don't remember exactly where. And then I, I, I was trying to break up a fight somewhere, and I got uh, I got stabbed also, you know. Uh-huh. It wasn't a big, thank God it wasn't a big knife. It wasn't enough to uh, hit any arteries or hit any of that stuff, you know. Again. Again, no, luckily. Sad, but it's, this, is, this is what happens. I, I always used to say, from 11 o'clock at night till 6 in the morning, you know, all the cockroaches come out, you know, mm-hmm. and all the, the rats and cockroaches to do their dastardly deeds. And believe me, I saw them all, you know. I'm sure. Um, Angel Barbara wants to ask you a question. I'm I'm actually really curious. In that time, did you feel as if there were more people that wanted to help you and were really kind and loving, or did you feel at, terrified and feel like everybody was, you know, it was a scary world? Uh, yeah, well, it was a scary world. Um, uh, well, this is funny when you mention that question because. Sometimes you'd say, if, if you had to be on the streets, let's say, you know, looking for mm-hmm. a place, or you were going to go in a car that didn't run. Um, I remember that I started to get nervous being in the car, so I got in the, uh, in the back seat of the car, so I got in the trunk, because I'm figuring, if anybody's 
season in that back seat, then I'm thinking somebody's going to shoot something. <laughs> right. You know, but then at another time, I uh, I wound up, uh, I, I think I, I was roaming the streets one night, and I think I saw a rat or something, and I got so, you know, I got freaked out by that, mm-hmm. and uh, I got I climbed into a tree. This was uh, in Asbury Park, and uh, right by Summerfield and Ridge Avenue, somewhere in that area, and I took my sneakers off, and I hung them over the, the branch, and then you hold your arm up on the next branch above, and the next morning, the, the poor man came out for his milk, and he saw me. I thought he was going to have a heart attack, <laughs> you know, me in the tree. So I grabbed my sneakers and jumped down, almost barefoot. I had socks on. And I found out later he was okay. But a lot of times, I did stay with people. In fact, I uh, uh, one of the, uh, the, the, uh, the group, Bobby Young, uh, his, uh, his family, I, I even watched his kids. I stayed with them now and then. I stayed with Tony Maples, a guy who uh, I, learned, I was introduced to by uh, a fellow named Norman Sullivan, who you know. Mm-hmm. That was later on, though. I met Norman a little after all of this stuff went on. And uh, I stayed at his house a couple of nights. What about childhood friends? Uh, kids you grew up with? No, no, no. no. I, they, they didn't even know, you know, what was going on. Okay. Because I know my kids, when they'd bring friends home, you could tell if friends needed help. Or I kept many a person at my house. Yeah, no, I, I, they, they didn't know. In fact, uh, even to this day, a lot of people really don't know what mm-hmm. happened in, in, in the life uh, uh, that I was living, you know. And, that, and uh, then I, I had a girlfriend, too. And uh, that's the girl I met, you know, at the, the dance hall. Mm-hmm. And she was really, uh, really wonderful. She was a year older than me, and she had a driver's license. Her father didn't like me, though. <laughs> Naturally. Under her bed, I slept. In fact, I, 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 um, I remember sometimes, uh, he, was a, he, he, he was a hard-working man, let me just say that. He's a decent guy. I would leave the house, and I would say goodnight to everybody, knowing that I was going to come around the house and get in going she would open the window and I but when she opened that window and I would I could still hear him cursing cussing me out you know <laughs> and I got but I don't think he liked the idea that I was bringing her to the west side of Asbury Park you uh-huh. know yeah but that, that's right you know where all the goose were and he was from Birmingham Alabama oh yeah. wow so <laughs> you can only imagine yeah you know but uh, you know it all worked out but I, I give her a lot of thanks for Helping me, you know, and um, do you know what became of her? No, I don't. You know, I mean, I I, I try to find her, and um, I know I know she was a very decent person, and uh, I re- I remember so many instances where she was vital to my life. As a matter of fact, I I had stayed in this. It's still there. This place called the. Uh, some of the names I can't remember, but mm-hmm. on 2nd Avenue and Asbury Park, at the, the, this little house, they were, it was a rooming house. And then when I, I lived there under two different names, actually. Uh, I lived there under my name, and mm-hmm. I lived there a year later under Ronnie Madison, okay? Ah, okay. Was, well, we call it this funny name, like Donnie Madison. <laughs> well, because I was, I was on probation, and I was supposed to be in the house by 11 o'clock at night. You know, I hope I'm not rambling too much. No, no, no. No, are you kidding? We're loving it. I had to be in the house by 11 o'clock at night, but I had no house to be in at 11 o'clock at 
I remember one night in Bradley Beach, um, she met me, and I had I had really had a bad fever, and and I write about this in one of my vignettes, mm-hmm. and I said, take me to the you know to the house over there because they leave the door open and people pick their keys up, you know, and, mm-hmm. and go into their room. I said, well, listen, if there's keys there, there might be a room that's open, and and just to tell you how she brave she was, she got me up to the next level, we got a key, got me in there, she said, look, I'm going to come back tomorrow, not three times, but you got to stay here because you got a bad fever. And I was just hoping nobody rented a room, you know. Yeah. And uh, she came the next night and uh, knocked on the door three times. She had soup and aspirin and oh. that kind of stuff and really nursed me back. But that's the kind of girl she was. I was only 16 at that time. Wow. That, that is wonderful. You know, uh, you said not a lot of people know the story and what happened. We're waiting for the book. <laughs> uh, you know, it's... The, yeah, the vin- uh, well, there's much, there's much more to it. I mean, you know, when I'm saying it now, you know, uh, in retrospect, I, there's much that's left out, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I, I saw things that I, I really probably shouldn't have seen. I've seen... Uh, Yeah. and um, you know thank the Lord that you didn't um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you <laughs> catch your breath for a moment and put on uh, a song this is uh, would I be crying so if, if you would like to introduce it yeah uh I don't, I don't know about this song. I always love the uh, the flamingos, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm prone to gospel music and rhythm and blues music, and then opera. <laughs> okay. The first love, my first love was uh, gospel music, then rhythm and blues, and this group, the flamingos, uh, I, I, they they just uh, freak me out. <laughs> you know, Simon McElroy and uh, uh-huh. you, you know the names. The yeah, guys yeah. listen.
Beautiful. Uh, we're here with Nikki Adio, and uh, just basically running. It's kind of like a, a "This is my life," Nikki. And uh, what we just heard, "Would I Be Crying?" Uh, cover of the Flamingos. Just beautiful. What can I say? Great job. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. So, okay, you're on the streets. You're. By the way, that, that, that's that's 
Um, so you're on the streets and you're doing, you know, you're singing in different places and uh, maybe making money, but no. more likely not. No money. No, no, no. When I was with the, when I was with the, uh, uh, if you want me to be as accurate as I can, with Bobby Young and. Uh, who was a mentor to me, a mentor, and uh, even Billy Brown. That's how I met Billy Brown, who later went on with the moments and uh, Ray Goodman and Brown, and, um, and, and and the Dome. Not not Dome. That was another group. And uh, Raymond Nolan and Ronald Coleman, and you know, I'm trying to remember everybody. Mm-hmm. Joe Major. You know, these guys really showed me the ropes. But before that, at the Seven Stars, was another group. The Dardanelles, uh-huh. I can't, I can't remember all their names, but, you know, I started singing with them up there. You know, they heard me, and they wanted me to sing with them in their group. Uh, Bernie Isaacs in their group, and that, that kind of started it. And then I got involved with the uh, uh, with the groups on the west side. I don't even know what we call that. Well, we, we morphed into the Uniques, uh-huh. I, I think, yeah. And that's, that's how that happened, you know. I see. So, Okay. The great unifier, you know? Uh huh. And they looked at me like I was a, the kid brother, you know? You, you know? Yeah. Looking out for me. Don't don't drink, don't do drugs while well, these. Who was an alcoholic? Who was this? But they, they made sure I stood away from it, you know, stayed away from that stuff. Right. You know? So, now, Danny DeVito. The story that I heard was Danny DeVito 
cut your hair in the back seat of a car. He did. He did. He was going to beauty school at the time. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't say often. Maybe that happened once, but he he did it. I was a little leery. The car didn't run. He sat in the back seat, even if he uh, remembers. And I was in the front seat. And he said, "Let me give you a trim." You know, he, <laughs> he was learning to be a, a beautician. I don't know if people know that, but he is a beautician. You know, he actually worked as a beautician. Oh. But the thing is, the, the car we were in. It was getting uh, too dangerous, and, and his his nephew Peter Lucia tells this story. He remembers Peter remembers Danny and me ripping the back seat out of this car. It was a Ford mm-hmm. that had crossbars in it, so I could we had to try and cut the crossbars so I could just pull the seat down and go into the back without opening the trunk oh. from outside. You know, uh-huh. believe me, it was like a 1954 or something. Yeah. Then, yeah. You know, so, um, uh, yes, uh, but, but that is the uh, that is the case, you know, that he did do that. I mean... It came a little later on, maybe a year later. I, I'm surprised when I think about it, again, in retrospect, how, how close these events actually were. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and where they led to... As a matter of fact, I believe Danny was the first one to ever record with the group with a group ever he had a web corp tape recorder wow and uh, I think he came down to the um, to the west side and at a rehearsal and he, and he uh, recorded us you know I don't know where the tape is I don't know if he knows that would be great if it was still in existence oh yeah sure you know but um Danny loves his music you know uh huh yes yes Oh yeah, and um, you know we've seen the videos of you on stage with Springsteen at the Stone Pony. Yeah, it's a whole other thing. I had a hundred and three temperature that night. You oh know, and wow! I don't even know how I could talk, but it was. It was but that came later on. That's, yeah, that's way. That was two thousand eleven. Yeah, but that was still amazing. I mean, it was uh, you, Springsteen. Yeah. Bruce, 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 Yeah. And, and Bruce called me and wanted to be part of it. But that's later on, you know. Right, right. But that's still, I mean, with, uh, we have some mutual friends that were on stage with you, Joel Katz and Hal Keschner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hal, yeah, Hal, sure. Um, and uh, also, uh, I don't know if people know Southside Johnny. Right, Southside South Johnny, the Asbury Jukes. He was there. I think he got in a fight with somebody that night. <laughs> Oh, 
great, great stories. Yeah, gotta gotta write that book. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm told. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the next song we're going to play, Nikki, is uh, "A Kiss from Your Lips." And again, tell us a little bit about it. Okay, let's take a listen right now. Nikki Adio, a kiss from your lips.
Nikki Adio with a kiss from your lips. And uh, Nikki was telling me that was recorded in his basement. Yeah, well, they both would I be crying. But, um, and also, that's, uh, again, uh, uh, Danny Uguardi was with a group called The Cameos. You, you probably, mm-hmm. they're, they, they play around, you know. Yeah. Yes, but let me tell you, um, you have uh, done these classics um, justice in that um, the sound is incredible. The, the songs you sing from your heart, you know, you, you can tell how much you love this music. Right, I, and that's amazing that you had no no real training, and you it's natural, it's um, as clear as a bell, and just beautiful, you know, heavenly heavenly voice. Well, I meant operatic training, you know, I, I had none, none of that, you know. This, of course, most people, Stevie and uh, Stevie Dunham, everybody does it. They just have a natural natural gift for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so this was um, you in the streets singing and gaining a reputation. Yeah, I guess I, I, I guess I was, you know, uh, because we weren't singing in clubs or anything, you know. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Remember the first time I sang with music ever was a place called Big Bill's. I, uh, let me tell that story. Uh huh. And um, should I tell that story about Big Bill's? Yes. Yes. Please. This is your uh, platform. Yeah, the cool. 
corned beef and cabbage. And he always called me Mickey. Mickey. <laughs> I was like too young. I didn't really drink, but I had to be uh-huh. 16. I had never sung with music to this point, so I don't know. You know, singing on street corners, singing in the hallways, and all that stuff. You know. Yeah. This guy playing the organ was a guy named Sammy Pugh. Uh-huh. Uh, he was um, he was a, a, a blind organ player uh, amazing you know so I said he said Mickey go up there and sing Danny Boy I said I, I don't know Danny Boy I said he said no no go ahead go ahead it's, it's, you know he said all the Irishmen in here you know stuff like that so I said where's the Irish <laughs> Let's uh, let's take a listen to you doing Gloria, and I believe this is a live version. Mm-hmm. Um, Later on, yes. Yeah, and so many people have done this. So many groups, so many individuals, including Stevie Dunham, uh, a few times. But let's hear Nikki Adio doing Gloria. Okay. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, um, it's Clarence Clemens. Uh, uh-huh. It's the first guy you'll hear. You know, there's one player from the East Street Band. This is later on, of course. Yes. You know, this isn't at this era. By this time, many years have gone by. Um, Gary Talent, the bass player. Max Weinberg is the drummer. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Selden is on keyboards. Uh, you know that name. Yes. And a guy named Billy Ryan on guitar. And backed up by... Uh, 14 Karat Soul. Now, the funny thing is, 14 Karat Soul was a really good group. You might have heard of them. Yes. Know? I don't know if you did or you didn't. But, you there? Yeah, and, and we have definitely heard of them. Yeah, 14 Karat Soul. But they, I, you know, we didn't really have time to rehearse. So I said, listen, when we come, to, I'll give you the hand signals. We're on stage now. So when I went up to the high note, and I said, then when I cut you, you know, make sure you come back in. Well, they didn't come in. Oh. So you'll notice it's kind of elongated at the end. So I'm trying to make sure they came in, but it turned out to be uh, okay. Good. Well, let's take a listen. I hope I have the right version here. Um, Nikki Adio, backed up by 14 Karat Soul, and Gloria. Gloria, Gloria. Oh, okay. Well, I had the wrong version there. So while I look 
for the correct version. Um, how about So Blue? Oh, that's fine. So, we'll hear Nikki doing So Blue while I look for the correct version of Gloria. Yeah, it's a minute and 49 seconds, that, that other version. Okay, I'll take a look. Addio with So Blue. Yeah, with the Night Owls. Yeah. With the Night Owls. Later on, yeah, that came, that's, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's beautiful. Okay. Love that one. Um, you know, well, each of these, you did a fantastic job. Um, people yeah. in the chat room, uh, the reactions, uh, Stevie Dunham said, So Blue is great. Uh, Bubba said, Super. Uh, people are loving it. So, you know, we're glad that you're wanting to get out there again and sing. So, yeah. you know, we're going to make that happen. Just, there's nowhere to sing. <laughs> I know. I know. Right now, it's a little tough. Yeah, I've sung Ave Maria's and things like that in church, you know. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's put on For Your Precious Love. Yeah. Okay, and a little, this is from Newark to Naples album. Right, that, yeah. That's really the only commercial album I ever had. Uh-huh. Yeah. And a little bit about this? Yeah, 
Okay, great. Let's take a listen right now. Nikki Adio. You 
Nikki Adio with I Need Your Love. And uh, during that break, um, Nikki was so kind to send me the version of Glory that we're talking about. I thought I had it, but I didn't. So uh, we have that. And uh, Nikki, um, Bubba in the chat room asked if you have any CDs out. Yes. Songs of uh, unity, hope, and inspiration, but that's a different kind of CD. Yeah, that's we're going to get to that. But I think uh, there are some available from the past. If you look on Amazon, maybe uh, or eBay, there are. Well, I mean, you can get from north to Naples. I mean, if, yeah. If, Oh, okay. Uh, that was never actually released, but um, I could give my address, the address where to send. And okay, you know, to send. well, yeah, you can, uh, why don't you do that, actually? You can do it right now and tell everybody how much. And uh, Well, it's, uh, it's, you know, $15 uh, to be shipping included, which is, I think, a pretty good bargain. It's 23 on there. Yeah. And it goes to uh, P.O. Box 2303 Elberon E-L-B-E-R-O-N New Jersey 07740 And my email if anybody wants it it's ni4a4 at AOL.com if you need to contact me. Fantastic. Okay, P.O. Box 2303, Elberon, New Jersey, in the zip? 07740. I'm, I'm just typing it in so people can copy it down. And that's great. Okay, so we have it out there. And uh, now we can hear Gloria Live with Clarence Clemens uh, opening.
So that was recorded uh, live from the audience. Somebody in the audience uh, luckily right. recorded that. Yeah, there's a whole album somewhere. Oh. <clears throat> no, I mean, it's on tape somewhere, you know. And, uh, yeah. Oh, Bubba in the chat room said he's going to put a check in the mail tomorrow. Sign me up. <laughs> oh, so, that's nice. There you go. You got a new fan. And, uh, okay, The Life of Nikki Adio, we've been talking about uh, your singing career, and, uh, and later on, you became involved with uh, Ronnie I, with UGHA. Yeah, but while I was still, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that, that's a jump up. Okay. Excuse me, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um. Oh, okay. Where Funkadelic Guy was from, George Clinton. And uh, these guys I met on this, Danny Ugardi, who's, you might know him, beautiful. Yes, yes. Uh, This was around 1960, something like that. Uh, And the Seaside Boardwalk, Seaside, New Jersey. And Mm -hmm. we used to be packed. And people singing and everything and um, I don't know what happened but I, I saw these four cats walking down the boardwalk they had like on uh, straw straw Homburgs on you know uh, yeah and uh, you know uh, you know the t-shirts with the skinny straps on them I'm not going to use the names they call them and yeah, I'm, the, yeah and number, they have a couple number of names for them yes and we'll the, the, the wife with the, with the suspenders <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And and uh, then um, let me see after that. I, I I don't remember. Probably coming up after that. I was gonna probably around nineteen sixty four is when I met uh, Norman Selden, a young guy who was uh, producing shows and everything. Yeah, Storm and Norman. And, and he wanted me to be in, in some of the shows. So I say, and Billy Brown, who was leading the Uniques at the time, uh, uh, was unavailable to sing. So they got they got me to sing. And uh, <laughs> I'll never forget it. I was I was actually sleep in Elbron, New Jersey. They just tore the house down. Well, not just they, about a year or two ago. Uh-huh. But I was sleeping on the porch. This guy's porch and. One of the big old—it's like mansions here, you know. But it was all dilapidated. But uh, they picked me up and uh, went. Norman had booked a session, uh, and at that I, I sang—I um, I forget over the rainbow or something like that. But but I say, oh right, what I had to do—I just remembered—was sing in. Um, With the group. Okay. Unfortunately, um, somebody was coming into the club. He had a play and they had security, I guess. Because I remember remember one of the guys telling the story. So it was a primarily, uh, you know, Leon Trent, uh, Ronnie Coleman. I think the guy's name was Raymond Morris, I think. You know? Mm-hmm. I think, well, I'm not sure if Sam Susanna was bass. I'm, I don't remember that long ago. All I know is somebody somebody didn't like the idea that I was singing with a um, you know it was an interracial group, whatever right. you want to call it. I'm trying right. to be kind about this, you know. Yeah. And uh, wanted to shoot me off the stage. Wow. I didn't. Thank God I didn't find out till later. You know. Yeah. The cops got him. They thought he had a humpback or something. They say they said he had a shoulder shock, and I don't know if that's true or not. Wow. Wow. You know, you know. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Let me let me take you back because I have a question. 1957. 57? 57. 5-7. Barbarossa and the Historians. No, no, that's later. Oh, okay. I somehow that's around had, 64. 64. I don't know why I had it listed as 57. Could be oh, I no, gotta no, put no, my glasses. Yeah, could be I need to put my glasses on. And they also had me. Uh, that 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 was uh, the Jade label. That was Norman's label. Yeah. Label. Yeah. Yeah. So. And when I fall in love, it's not there. I mean, it's it's. It's you know. It's very, great. I mean, you know, it's very, like everything you do. It's all. It's all great. Your voice. So I know that. I, I know you're very modest. No. <laughs> but, um, and that record, you, c- you can't even get a hold of that record. Oh, well, maybe that's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, goes for a lot of money. Um, from what I've seen, up in the yeah. hundreds yeah. of dollars. Oh, well, that's pretty good. So. Well, I've seen the Danny Boy with the picture sleeve as high as uh, 1200 Wow. <laughs> a long time ago, though. Uh-huh. A guy from Spain and some guy from Atlantic City. I think Ronnie I told me. Oh. 
Oh, good. Actually, I, I found Danny DeVito's sister had copies of Danny Boy with Danny's name on them. Like, he must have wrote his name on the records. Oh. <laughs> I wish I had them. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, Stevie Dunham said the Jade record is the holy grail of acapella 45s. Really? Yeah. Oh. So. Well, maybe I'll have to listen to it again. Sometime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to remember at those times, I, I, was, I was experiencing, uh, you know, strange things, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the way I was living and it was, let's say, it was unconventional to say the least, you know? Yeah. But it was nothing I could do, you know? I had to, I had to live through this, you know? Right. And, and I wasn't, I had, didn't fully come into my own till, you know, much later. Uh-huh. I was, I was still, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it wasn't like you just heard on that Gloria, you know. Right. It was still very youthful, very young, you know. Mm-hmm. Very well, young sounding. Too. Yeah. Well, those were... not what I would normally put into a song later on, but other people hear other things, you know. Yes, definitely. Um... And, and I thank Stevie for saying that. Well, these were your, while you were singing and um, being on street, those were your formative years. You were learning as you were doing it. Yeah, I mean, if anybody would feed me, I'd sing. <laughs> well, there you go. I did, I did the first Gloria, you, you know, it was uh, Buzzy Lubinsky. Now, you know that name. Oh, yeah. Lubinsky. Savoy Records. Buzzy, Buzzy's his uncle. Uh huh. The guy that does the, uh, you know. TJ. Uh, yeah, Buzzy's father uh, was Herman Lebinsky. Yep. Okay, so so Buzzy, uh, I think we were in front of a CEO or something, and I was definitely uh, on the streets. Uh huh. Then. Yeah. Why don't we do? Why don't we do a version of Glory? I don't know how it all came about. And I said, you know, Buzzy was known to go to play a dance. He played drums, to play a dance, and he uh-huh. had a great. Okay. He would bring colored uh, balls, uh, you know, the vinyl to the to, to the press, pressing plants and get you know things made. Right. And all that. Uh, and uh, I think that's how TJ got his um, influence. You know, to do what he did. Yes. You know? Yes. Because the, the the house was full of those old records, and of course, TJ's grandfather was was um, Herman. Right. Yeah. You probably know more more than I do, you know. Well, but, uh, Savoy was a great label.
Kaiser were in the group at that time. Uh-huh. But, well, I mean, all, everybody. I don't want to leave anybody out. But, um, we're coming back down the Route 22. I, I never forget it. And he passes this diner. I said, Buzzy, uh, we're going to do the hamburger dinner. I'm supposed to be paid a hamburger dinner. Fries, I want the whole deal, you know. Yeah. And he did stop, and we had the, uh, you know, the hamburger dinner. But on the flip side, was Bring Back Your Heart. You remember that song? Yes. We, we, we didn't even, they learned it right there. You know, we did it right there. And Buzzy played drums. I, I can't remember the whole band. Billy Ryan on guitar. I don't want to leave anybody else. Steve was already on uh, keyboards. And went the bass player, I forget his name. That's the guy's house I was sleeping on his porch. But, um, the, the funny part about it is there's a young guy there, 14 years old, hitting the tom-toms. And it was Vinny Lopez. He didn't even play drums yet. He would later become part of the E Street Band. Wow. As drummer, yeah. And, and Vinny would always say I was the first rock and roll star. I said, Vinny, I was never a rock and roll star. <laughs> and I made these little recordings, you know, but uh, that was it, you know. Yes. Um... And I, stories are interesting. They know? are, they are, and unfortunately, I don't have a copy of the Savoy record, oh, yeah, but it was reissued on another label, which I do have. Earls, probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah, that's okay. It's a little too juvenile for me, you know. Oh, okay. The, the notes are all there, but it's not. It's 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 not how I like myself represented. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. I didn't care because I was getting a hamburger. <laughs> That's probably it. Um, okay, I have. Uh, I, go on. I think we did. I think we did a variety studios. Where probably a lot of people know that in New York. I'm yeah, checking. a lot of things we've done there. Um, okay, Nikki. What I have next is I'm falling in love. Oh, okay. Uh, this is a basement recording. Okay. And, uh, It is. I like this. It's it's fidelity's not great, you know. But if if it's the one that's pumped up a little bit, the volume it, it should go over pretty good. I believe it is. So let's take a listen. Bum, 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 bum,
Nikki Adia with the Night Owls. I'm falling in love. Great job, Nikki. Yeah, that's a, uh, yeah, I, I love the gestures. Yeah, uh, and... And so strange to me is just like, uh, it's in my top ten, you know. Wonderful. Real, real street music, you know. It is, uh, unmistakable Paragon's gestures, that New York sound. Yeah, but the gestures, man, they just, they just uh, stop them, cats. Yeah. Um... And next up, we have um, The Wind. Oh, okay. By the, uh, by, oh, by the Diablos. By me. <laughs> by you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I have this marked as your favorite version. Uh, of me. Of you. Of me. My favorite version is by No One's Song of the Diablos. <laughs> no, I mean your favorite version of The Wind as done by you. So, uh, okay, let's take a listen. Yeah, try and really, this, I think there's a great atmosphere in this record. I mm-hmm. Okay.
the beautiful voice of Mickey Adio, the wind. <laughs> Too kind, but uh, it's, uh, it's just such a beautiful song, I think, you know. It is, and uh, <clears throat> each and every one of these songs that um, that you sing, you make your own, uh, you make it I your think, own. I think that's the idea, you know, we, we all... Uh, you know, you try to keep the integrity of the song and of, of the feeling of, of, of how it, it should be done, the time period it's out of and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's all part of it. But we're all individuals, so that's what, what it's going to come out like. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, another classic that you've done, uh, My Reverie. Take a listen to my reverie, Nikki Adio. Beautiful stuff. You are to me 
Incredible, Nikki Adio. Well, well, thank you. That that song uh, teaches you, <laughs> at least it taught me how to sing. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, it's just written in a you know basically a classical fashion, and it's it's kind of a jazz version of it. You know, yeah, and the larks put their stamp on it, which <laughs> I was more or less copying. You know, right. But your your version, I mean, that was killer. Your voice does it such justice. Probably will have to, but I, I definitely uh, want to get to a few more songs and then start talking about uh, the humanitarian and social issue side of Nicky Adio. Um, but would like to let the audience hear you doing My Hero. Okay, I have. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I have uh, one. Uh, My hero live. No. No. Okay. Uh, My hero night owls. Um, let's see. What else? Yeah, you and the night owls. Yeah, I do. We'll dig that one up. I, I'm i pretty sure I have that one um, marked. 
Well, play something else, and I'll get it to you, because it's an interesting story with it. That's why I mentioned this. Okay, I'm sure that I have it, but yeah, send it, and in the meantime, let's, how about, in the meantime, let's do the time. Oh, okay. Okay, and uh, send me that one while we listen to Nicky Adio, The Time. No symbol of 
Nikki Adio, The Time. And uh, Nikki, some of the comments, wow, could listen to him sing all night, great, love this. Uh, just some of the comments. Everybody adores Nikki Adio. This is true. He's a big, oh wow. Nikki. That's very nice. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Nikki, you, you are a legend. You know that, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, legend in your own time, yeah. So, um, we do have the correct version of My Hero. Yeah, um, there was a young fella, can I go on with the story? Sure. Yeah, Aaron had, this fella Aaron was getting ready for his uh, bar mitzvah, and um, he wanted to, he heard me sing uh, My Hero. Okay, let's hear Nikki Adio, my hero, in the basement.
absolutely beautiful, Nikki. Thank you. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Beautiful. You know, can I tell this story? Yes, of course. Um, when I was, um, uh, I lived on, you know, before I was out on my own, I was on uh, Bangs Avenue, which is the west side of Asbury Park. And uh, I lived with my stepmother and a uh, lovely lady, and, and my father was still alive. And I used to walk from there to Asbury Park High School, you know, I, mm -hmm. I was very young. And I used to, I didn't sing, I wasn't a singer, you know. But I used to, I used to, on the, see, on the west side, we heard all these songs, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, If You Love Me and, uh, you know, all the great R&B stuff mm -hmm. on the uh, Grand Record Label, you know, all those, you know, um, Over a Cup of Coffee and all those things, you know. That's the music that was played, the Valentines, you know, yeah. Lily Mae Bell. I'll never forget, I was a kid. I wish I could sing, wish I could sing. I'd like to sing that stuff. But in my mind, the song I always wanted to sing, I'm pointing to my own head now. I used to hear myself singing My Hero, but I couldn't sing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I never thought I'd be a singer, you know, because when I, when I came down here from Newark, I was in a grammar school, Catholic grammar school, at Lady of Mount Carmel in Asbury Park. Danny DeVito was in the same school. And um, I think 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, and I was a whisperer when they sang. I didn't care because I didn't even think about it, mm -hmm. you know. So it wasn't until later on that, uh, you know, I don't know how it came about, but it, it just came about that something was there, you know. And I wound up, I said, I have to learn that my hero, you know. And, and I thank God. I said, oh, I didn't even care about making money with it or anything, just being able to do it. I, 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 it just touched me, you know. Yeah. Well, luckily, you know, it did because we have uh, the pleasure. Oh, and I had to hear, excuse me, uh, of course it was the Blue Notes version that, you know, they made it the R&B version, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, Franklin Peeker, I think, was the lead singer. <laughs> Man, that cat was great. And, uh, uh, I, I, see, I love that sound, you know. I just, that authentic kind of sound. You yes. Know? And it touched me. Well. And anybody who does this music, anybody, all the groups, you know, and, and people who do this music, you know, I, I give them great credit because uh, it, keep, it keeps it, Going. It keeps it alive. It keeps that sound. It Definitely, it honor. does. And, and it's an honor even to do this stuff. That's all I can tell you. Well, we're honored to uh, have you uh, for tonight for the interview, and we're going to have many more. And I am truly honored to call you my friend. Likewise. So thank you, Nikki. Um, and speaking of the purity of the music. How about uh, a little bit of acapella? Okay. What are you going to play? <laughs> well, I'm going to leave it all up. All the acapella ones are, are all basement recordings, you know. Uh-huh. Last, last Night I Dreamed. Or this, this Broken Heart, Zuzu. Whichever one you want. That's okay. I think let's do... Uh, let's do Zuzu and This Broken Heart. We'll do those two. If that's okay with you? Yeah, that's okay with me. I like Last Night I Dreamed also. You know? Oh, okay. Well, we can put <laughs> that one. You. We can put that one on as well. Um, and I have to. <laughs> well, you know, I like uh, Bob said in the chat room. We can sit here and listen to you 
all night long for as many hours uh, as we can. You know, this song here, Zuzu, I never forget, we were, these, these friends, they weren't actually my group, they sang with other people, I think, uh, I forget everybody's name, so I don't want to mm-hmm. be names, and I don't remember who, but we were upstairs, and, you know, and they were fooling around, and they, they said, oh, I like this song, uh, seated so close to you on a crowded subway car, just call you my Lorraine, that's the opposite side, back side of uh, Zuzu, I think. Yeah. Let's take a listen. We're going to hear Zuzu, uh, This Broken Heart, and Last Night I Dreamed, a triple play. Sounds good. Okay.
audio with wow some great acapella last night I dreamed and before that Nikki did this broken heart and we started that acapella set with Zuzu uh, Nikki I guess it must be more difficult singing acapella uh, because there's no room for mistakes Yeah. 
Yes. Yes. Woo. Just wonderful, wonderful music tonight here on Remember Then Radio with Nikki Adio. Um, Nikki, I would like the audience to be able to hear some of your classical pieces, the, the operatic pieces. And uh, we can do a couple, two or three, and then we're going to... Yeah. Uh, but I, I have. Them, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I that, but that's okay. Go on. Um, I was that way myself, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember when I was very small. You know, we always loved uh, Mario Alonso. You know, and uh, who I personally think is one of the greatest voices America ever produced. But uh, and uh, no one, you know, Jackie Wilson felt the same way. You know, no, uh, you know, great, unbelievable, one of the greatest, you know, Elvis, of course. Yeah. And then when uh, he influenced a lot of people, a lot of operatic people, Luciano Pavarotti and, uh, you know, Domingo Carreras, all, all these different people. And he influenced me, too. And then a lot of people would say, when I was singing in the streets, they would say, why don't you, they'd say, Canta Canzone Italian, which means sing an Italian song, you know? Mm-hmm. see if I can pronounce that. I know you did. Let me see if I can uh, sort of get that. Elite van le Stelle. Very good. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. that's it. Well, you know why? The vowels never change in Italian. Uh-huh. Man's languages, you know? So, uh, he is always there, you know? The U is always U, you know? Mm-hmm. He is always A. You know, that's how I learned. Elite van Good, good. And we're going to play that one, and we're going to play uh, Amor Tivieta. Oh, okay. They're both just with piano. I think they're taken from concerts, yes. Okay. And they're not, and good, they're short pieces, you know, they're just with piano, I believe. Okay, wonderful. Let's take a listen. Nikki Adio with uh, Eluce Van Listella, and then Amor Tivieta. Yeah, Eluce Van Listella, if you want me to say a little bit of it. remembering the starlight and the gate that his loved one walked down and 
beautiful story. Okay, let's... Puccini. Puccini's yeah. opera. Okay, let's take a listen. Nicky Addio. Beautiful music, Elucivanni still. Now we're going to hear Amor Tivieta. Oh, 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 oh,
Wow. Uh, again, just some beautiful music uh, from Nikki Adio. Different genre, but just as beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome, Nikki. Um, we have so much more of your music. I'm literally so much more. We could do another 10 hours. But um, let's see. How about we hear your version of again. Okay, that's another basement recording, but uh, I think it's pretty good. It is. It's uh, more than pretty good. Let's take a listen. Again, beautiful version. Yeah, Danny, you've already back there doing the floating tenor, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, um, uh, I wasn't singing with any bands, and I was still, uh, this is toward the end of my street experiences. There's so much to that, maybe we can get into that next week. Yes. Coming out of 
Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they put a group together, you know, uh, and uh, that's how I started getting in with the band. And that band broke up, and I then I formed, went on the road and all that. You know, it was fine for me because I had a place to sleep at night. <laughs> and I was kind of getting out of that more and more, you know. I, I had met, you know, uh, at one point met my wife to be, who was a big help. Definitely, we will. Um, so we'll leave this for music, you know. And yeah. Now, uh, Bub in the chat room said to tell Nikki thank you for sharing his story and memories, and most of all, his songs. We all love it. Oh, thank you very much. You're very welcome. And uh, just such great music. I don't know where to begin. I mean, we've begun, but I'm I'm not going to stop. How about Wildflower? Hey, well, that's a more current song, obviously. Yes. Then, yes. I want to do uh, another side of you. 
aside from uh, the old the duop and R and B, I want to let the audience hear another side of you. So we'll kick it off with Wildflower. She's faced the hardest times you could imagine. And every time her eyes fought back the tears And when her youthful world was about to fall in Each time her slender shoulders Bore the weight of all her fears And a sorrow no one hears Still rings in midnight silence in her So she goes 
Nikki Adio with Wildflower. Another beautiful job, Nikki. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so now what we're doing is we're kind of showing another side of Nikki Adio. We went through the R&B and the duop and acapella and opera. Just a little taste of uh, of what you've been missing if you have never listened to Nikki Adio. Uh, and Nikki's also a songwriter. And he shared uh, a couple of songs with us. Um, and Nikki, I'll let you decide which we should play first. We have All the Love We Shared. Uh, send her lots of love. No, All the Love We Shared. I mean, I don't know how the fidelity is going to be on this because it survived on a cassette. And I just, there's no EQ or any of that stuff. And I just transferred it to um, uh, CD. And that's what you'll hear. But I really wanted to re-record this song. And I hope to record it or have a major artist record it. But I think it's a pretty good song. Excellent. Excellent. Let's take a listen. Actually, we'll hear both. All the love we shared, and we're going to follow with, with Send Her Lots of Love. Well, I don't know about that one. Uh, I would hold up on that one. Hold up? Yeah, on that one. Okay. We'll hold up on that one. You know, the other one with the M, you could play, you know. But I'll explain that one. Okay. So, well, let's start with All the Love We Shared. It's with 
to do Nikki Adio with an original composition, All the Love We Shared. That was beautiful, Nikki. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and yet another side of Nikki. Uh, Nikki did a version of the Four Seasons Marlena. I played this. I've played this before on the show, uh, and um, didn't say it was you. I let people kind of guess, kind of teasing. But um, let's take a listen. Nikki Adio doing Marlena.
Nikki Addio is cover of uh, Four Seasons Marlena and uh, Mike in the chat room said phenomenal, unbelievable. Wow, I have to get a copy of this. Uh, well, that, that's, uh, thank you for the compliment. Thank you. And um, yeah, it's incredible, incredible stuff, Nikki. Um, everything that I listened to you that you've sent or that came off of a CD um, is just amazing. The band, the, the, yeah, we put the track together. Phenomenal guy plays guitar out of Connecticut, Ron Sobrocki, and uh, Joe DeMeo uh, from uh, Surefire Studios plays phenomenal guitar, and we percussion and all the other stuff, and um, me. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Um we have about 13 minutes left, um, so we have enough for a little bit more music, and the next song we have is Stardust. So, talk to us, Nikki. tell us a little bit about it. Okay, it's, uh, it's the version I hope it is. It was, um, I was asked to uh, record this, and um, it was... So what I'm thinking of, much more than okay. Let's take a listen and... Reminding me that we're above 
again the awesome voice of Nikki Adia with Stardust. Nikki? Yes, I'm here. Uh, okay, so um, as I said, Bubba in the chat room said Nikki took all his negatives and turned into one hell of a positive. Well done, Nikki. Please take a bow. You earned it. I'm doing that right now, but thank you very much. You're very kind. I appreciate it. And... Uh, Mikey said this was a real treat for him tonight. I'm glad he made it here. Uh, he was not familiar with your music. He is now. Um, now, it's almost ending time. We have a few minutes. Of course, uh, as always, I'm going to end with peace, and I'm going to have Nikki explain a little bit about that song. But before that, just for fun, listen to this. This is Nikki. When I first heard this, I said, no way. But listen. Pump it up, baby, gonna pump it up now. Gonna pump it up, baby, gonna show you how. Gonna walk that walk, talk that talk, shake that thing. Make it, make it, make it. Okay, uh, you had a little taste of uh, Nikki with Pump It Up. And, um. It was funny. We called it the cliche song because we try to find every cliche in the book to put in it. <laughs> um, it was a fun song, you know, and I listened to it. I, I really, I said, Nikki? No way. <laughs> but Maybe another time on your show you'll play the whole thing because the sax break is phenomenal. Def- definitely will. Um, but now let's talk about peace. The song, not peace of mind, but peace that uh, you wrote. Well, in nineteen eighty-eight, I um, I wrote what was called the Three Songs of Healing. I joined up the heart through the eyes of children and peace, and especially peace uh, resonated with a lot of people because that very week I wrote it. Uh, a little child, three years old, three-year-old girl, I believe, in Bed-Stuy or, 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 um, or Brownsville, one of them places, uh, was just getting into bed and a bullet came right through the wall and killed her, you know, and uh, it made it more poignant, the song, you know, and uh, I've used it. Uh, I'm hoping to get some resonance today because we are putting out a CD which includes it, and it's called uh, Songs of uh, Unity, Faith, and Inspiration. And I redid the song in 2015. You probably have the original. And uh, now more than ever, we need peace. So, you know, and uh, uh, peace of mind, you know, and uh, unity and working together and uh, hoping that we can be um, helpful, you know, mm-hmm. people to other people. You know, we're very fortunate, you know, and Yeah. This song deals with 
Yes, very poignant. I said it, I hope I said it correctly, because it, I get emotional when I think about it, because the children are crying, there's so many dying peace, my brother peace, and that's... Yes. You know, such a shame in the song and this the song to this day is uh so very important and pertinent yes i think so you know um, once me when i hear it yes and but before we leave Yes, we are. Um, but before we play peace, let everybody know your address again. We'll definitely be here again next week for part two of uh, the Nikki Adio story. And thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a friend. And thank you for all of the great music and the great humanitarian and uh, social work that you're doing and we'll concentrate on that next week. Yeah, God bless you for I just want to say if I didn't live that life in the streets I would have probably not and realized uh, you know the social injustices all around you know Mm -hmm. and that uh, we're all humans you know we're all human and uh, we have to look for that common denominator you know and I think that common denominator is we want peace and peace of mind also. Exactly. Thank you, Nikki, and uh, a pleasure and an honor. Let's listen to Peace by Nikki Adio.
Nikki Adio with Peace, a song that is still very important today. I want to uh, thank Nikki for joining us tonight for three full hours, uh, and we didn't even make a dent in Nikki's story, so we're going to have part two next week. More music, more backstories, more of the life of Nikki Adio. For now, thank you all so very much for keeping us company. You've been listening to Duop the way you want it, right here on Remember Then Radio, WRTR.net, the soundtrack of our lives and the voice of Street Corner Entertainment. Sweet dreams, take care, be well, be safe, be healthy, and always remember to live with love in your life and music in your soul and magic every day. Good night, everybody. See you next week. Stay tuned for Marv Rosenberg with goodies about oldies. Good night, everybody. Till next time.